What's up, dancers and dance lovers? This is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. I'm Taylor Bradley. And I'm Alex Yankovic. We host an open conversation about the dance entertainment industry, striving to educate and inspire. Brought to you by Inside Dance Magazine. Find us on social media at Inside Dance Podcast. Or write to us at InsideDancePodcast at gmail.com. Let's Let's take take it from from the the top. top. We are back for another action-packed, hot, steaming, incredible episode for you guys. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing so good. Oh my gosh. Honestly, yeah, doing good. Feeling very Gorgeous. Uh, exhausted, yes, yet rested after after my weekend, which is Interesting. A, weird, a weird thing. But um, how are you doing? I am so good. I had just the most relaxing weekend and yeah, just did nothing in the best way. And it's so, I think, important to have those days and those times, especially yes. as dancers and doers and achievers and performers to just be like, nothing. So that, wait, that's actually so true. I feel like dance, everybody, dancers, athletes, but also creative people. I, this is so, I know we didn't talk about this before we hopped on to record, but I will allow us to discuss it. <laughs> my brain works so much better when I've like stepped away for a hundred per- You got to like, unplug, when blow I the dust away, out of the cartridge. I, yes. I'm like, oh my God. Yes. This feels really right. I mean, we do talk about that a lot of like choreographers block and things like that, but it's, it's so true. Cause like, I really need to step away and I feel way better at everything in my life. When I, I just feel away. like refreshed. Like you feel like, I don't know, like a, a breath of fresh air when it's not, um, even if it's not like physically stepping away, like mentally stepping away or like mentally resetting and mentally just like yeah. taking a moment to not, we, we spend so much of our career constantly worrying and obsessing and loving dance that it's like doing the exact opposite makes the (laughs) obsession later easier and easier to manage um so so yeah that's where i'm at i'm good and i'm 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 ready for this ready for this week i'm ready for february can you believe it we're like i feel like january is always way too long and then you get to february and it's like a second but um I know and I'm going to be moving apartments um ooh. like I've slowly been like moving stuff uh around because like honestly the hardest thing is moving clothes the worst like, it's so hard so I just like every time my new place is near where a lot of things that I am doing so I literally every time I just like take a like little little bit of clothes and slowly I'm moving yeah it. that's like, the best it, way to do like, it I can't do it I the thought of trying to get everything done in one day nope I nope, am nope, not. Nope. Oh, well. Who got time that. for that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't. Where are you moving? Uh, I'm moving to Studio Sydney. <laughs> Say your guys. exact mailing address, address right now, including your social <laughs> and your blood type. <laughs> no, you're moving to Studio City. Studio City, which is um, so fun. Like, literally, I'm up against the mountains, the uh, hills where I am now. So I'm, I'm literally like moving directly to the other side of the hill, um, which I'm so excited about. It's like very close to everything. I'm like three minutes away from millennium. I can tr- almost like walk there. Um, That's beautiful. But, yeah, no, there. I'm so, so excited. So I'm really excited. mad. There's not more studios in studio city, just like missed opportunity. Like I know. Well, you're like, actually there are, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I literally just like trying to think there really are not like, there's only, only a few, but yeah, I'm excited. It's like a quiet, I'm so boring. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like a quiet neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember when I said action packed, oh steaming hot episode? And I'm yeah. like, I did nothing. We're I moving. <laughs> no. Well, um, let's jazz it up a little bit then. And let's talk about, speaking of February, our love of dance and some tips and tricks for reigniting that love, getting back in love with dance, you know, start finding that new zest um, for dance. And so I think we've already hit a big one on the head, which is stepping back, taking a minute, not dancing, literally just like reassessing um, and being grateful for everything else that you have in your life. Because sometimes um, when we're stuck in that same dance mindset all the time, you just feel burnt out. You just get so like so clogged bad. up and it's, and you're like, I don't even like this anymore. You know, it's like, yeah. I love me Chipotle, but I, I, I can only have Chipotle so many days before I'm like, it's no, monotonous. no moss. So, um, what's one that you have? So, okay. Something I like to do is, is finding a, a new dance outfit, whether it's a new, 100%. a new leotard or some new leggings or like whatever it is that makes you feel your best. That is something that will always reignite my love. Cause it's like, Oh, I'm going to wear this new thing today. Like, it what is that for like, you? Like, what's um, that piece of clothing? Okay, right now it's like matching sets. Very but, in. But they're really like, they're just black. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just black, all black. black ones. Yeah, but, um, or like even finding a, I love finding a sports bra. You know, you know me. I love finding a sports bra that has like some cool patterns. Or I knew that, weird, yes. Weird opening uh, that you definitely can't wear out in the sunlight because that you'll get a funky tan line. But Totally. I you also finding, do that. You, you do that. <laughs> Yeah, I love finding like a new like strappy. You're like top. queen of the quirky uh, sports top, I, like I a am, zipper or like a hood, because you know you never know when it's I gonna am, rain, and you're also like ah, oh, okay. Exactly, <laughs> I am quirky sports top girl, so that is like my go-to, and it makes me feel so um, excited. Or like a one piece. Mm. I I will never forget when I was working at Love, I wore. Um, uh, this black one piece with like this hot pink crisscross back to rehearsal. And it was kind of annoying by the end of the day, but everybody was like, is that a one piece? Is that a, it was like, full, like full <laughs> legging to neck one piece ever with one piece. Why are you wearing a one piece? That's cool. and I, like, loved it. I was like, maybe I won't wear that again, but, <laughs> but normally like, that's what I love to do. What about what, what's your go-to? My go-to, I love, I love me a new jogger. I'm a pants person. I am yeah, a sweatpants. Yeah. I'm a four-way stretch person. <laughs> I love it. It's silly, but it's like um, there's so many like the swishy pants, like the swishy Adidas pants. You know, those don't necessarily stretch. So it's like I can't right. wear those for certain things. I, I don't know. There's some people who are just like. I feel like, or like, whatever, I'll just show up and take class and whatever. I'm very wardrobe specific to what I'm going to take. I can't, I can't dance if I don't like, if I don't like what I'm in or I can't like do, ex I can't do everything that I want to do. That's why I love dancing in sweatpants. Yes. Because, oh my God, wait, this is so funny. Here it comes. Sorry, side note. Um, I like on one of my videos, um, people, it was like a turning video. People were commenting on it. It was so funny. This person, I was just reading through the comments and this person goes, where are your pants from? Sorry, Absolutely. You have fun, quirky clothes. They're from Walmart. <laughs> Let's go. They're literally like fruit of the loom, like black sweatpants. Like, oh my God, where are your, where are your pants from? Uh, Walmart. I love that. Well, and kind of going back to what... Um, <laughs> I like my, what I like. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's final. No, uh, I'm glad now that not everything, um, like, of course, like I love a good, like Lululemon surge jogger, uh, to be specific, typically in a pastel or like a burgundy, but, um, no, there's so many more options out there. Like everyone has stepped up their athletic wear game target yes. and, um, Athleta, the 10,000 is another company I really like. So yeah, anything that I can just move and, uh, move it, move and do splits in. Yeah. Yes. Movie splits. Okay. But, what's um, the second, what's the second thing to fall back in love? Second fall back in love. I would say try a new style, try a new person, try something new, try, get out of your head, get out of your mind and, uh, get out of your routine because I feel like we get so, um, used to, and rightfully so taking the same people because you know that they're good and they're great. And I think that's important because I'm also a firm believer. If I'm going to take carve time out of my day, if I'm going to carve money out of my pocket, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that this is going to be a good class. Um, Absolutely. And I think that's great, but I think uh, this is like a 15 part statement answer to your question. This is a smaller portion of the bigger umbrella, which is keep finding new inspiration and don't get Mm -hmm. stuck in what you already know and what is stale. So, um, it's like, again, (laughs) if you eat Chipotle every single day, you know what it's going to be and that's fine. And that's great. But you could find, you could try another restaurant that you really love and you're like, wow, this is so great. But you have no idea because you're always just stuck being like, ah, I'm, I'm going to be yeah. safe. But what's the worst that happens? You try a new restaurant and the meal's not that great. Cool. You can always go back to Chipotle. Not every meal, not every dance class has to be the most amazing thing in the world. And I guarantee you, there's going to be something that you can take from it regardless. I do hope every class is the most amazing class in the world, but it might be a different type of amazing or, oh, I love the way that she structured her class or, ooh, I like the way that he did plies. Ooh, I like how right. it was all continuous. I like how There's there was no you structure, you know? Yeah. So, um, and you could ask someone to go with you too. like ask your friends for accountability, accountability, buddy. So mm-hmm. you're like, Hey, do you want to go to this? And then like, you have that plan and then worst comes to worst. You don't enjoy the class, but you had fun with your friend. And, you guys and even better, you have a friend, you have something new to try. Also make a date out of it. Be like, and let's go exactly. get dinner somewhere afterwards. Exactly. So worst case, at least you guys like go still have something after. fun to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not sweaty. Oh my gosh. Remember we would do that in college all the time. Just be like so rank from like dance rehearsals and have to go sit in lecture halls. I feel like that's why I like don't, a lot of times I like don't care what I look like and I don't, you know, wear makeup to places after I'm just like, this is, this is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Going to business. Oh my God. Going to business class. Like we'd be in like accounting and I'd be, I would like run. I had 10 minutes to run from the dance building to the business building. And I was in like, Tucson, in my, Arizona where it's 112 degrees in my leotard and skirt. And then I would like walk in late, like, and then eat an apple. And then you'd have lunch. to eat because it was the only time we could eat. <laughs> and, then I, and then I would like, honestly, like fall asleep after. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, maybe take it off. Late eight. And then, uh, not an example for you guys. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah. That's fine. Don't do that. Whatever. We still got A's. So <laughs> Um, anything else? Any final thoughts? I think our third one should be, uh, because this is what I do constantly is finding a new playlist and getting into new music Mm -hmm. music inspires the world and inspires everything. So that would be, that's something I I love to do. And I probably do that monthly, even when I'm not intentionally being like, Oh, I'm feeling kind of burnt out. I want to feel refreshed. I just naturally will like find new music. I'm like, I am refreshed. I can't wait to like move to this. I can't wait to add this to my teaching playlist or choreograph to it. Like it's, there's so much. 
Totally. I could not agree more. And I think especially as dancers, music has such a fundamental um, place of inspiration for us. And so um, I do have to comment back on Euphoria, which we talked about a few episodes back. Yes. So good. Deep and heavy, kids. Parental warning, uh, advisory warning. However, the music, Music Labyrinth. I know. So good. So, so good. good. You said it and I was like, okay, so I'm just following up and being like, I did my homework and yeah, it was incredible. The music so. is, it makes, the music is like why I watched the show and the second season has brought in um, like a really good Lana Del Rey song um, and I forget another, oh, Labyrinth, like the, not the most recent episode, but the episode before Labyrinth did a new song for it and it's so, he, they're amazing, like so good. Yay. I'm so glad you're watching it too. That makes me so I am. happy. So anyways, guys, we hope you enjoyed those tips for falling back in love with dance, for spicing up your love life with dance. Um, we have an incredible guest coming up. Uh, Alex, you want to introduce who's joining yes. us? We have the amazing Cultivate Code, which consists of Miss Sabrina Ellison and Amira Morad. And we had an amazing conversation with them about their incredible, you know, new company that they have, which really helps out anyone striving to be a professional dancer with NBA, NFL, NHL, whatever it is, they have all of the tips and programming for you. So they're absolutely incredible. We're so lucky to sit down and discuss all the things we love about dance and all of the things that they they have to offer for any young and aspiring dancers out there. So let's get to it. All right, listeners, you guys are in for a treat today. We are joined by Amira Morad and Sabrina Ellison, and together they have created the Cultivate Code. So let's please give them a very warm welcome. How are you both today? We're great. Thank you so much for having us. We're super yeah. excited to be here. Yeah, super excited. Thank you. I love your energy. I'm like pumped. Oh my Yay. god, that is like my favorite thing. Oh, That's the sexiest compliment. That. Like, yeah, like it's, it's deep. Like, I love your energy. Like, yeah. Thank you. Maybe I see you. I feel like both Taylor and I we do a lot of like self work, and so mm-hmm. it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice when like it's nice to be appreciated. Yeah, but it could be, uh, you know, that well, it's calming. Well, when you feel someone's energy, like it makes you feel like open to just be like, okay, here's who I am. That's so important. So I'm a communicator. We, yes. We're big energy people. We can like, we can tell if the vibe is there straight out the gate. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. glad we've passed the test so far. The first yeah. two minutes of the <laughs> yeah. podcast are going great. <laughs> yes. Well, I have to say, so both Taylor and I are so excited to speak with you today. I have such a huge passion for dance team world. I grew up doing it at my high school and a lot of my good friends have gone on to do uh, NFL and NHL and uh, NBA, absolutely everything. So I have so much respect for it and I know all of the work that goes into it. So this is going to be awesome. Yeah, love it. All right. Let's start off by, um, we'll start with Amira first, telling us where you're from and how you got into dance. Then we'll have that same question for Sabrina. Yeah, so originally from the Bay Area, grew up there and started dancing when I was three, went the whole competition studio route, graduated and went to ASU. I danced on the I'm ASU so dance. sorry. We're going to cut it right there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> continue, continue. You're in Arizona. Um, my fiance, who's on the other side of this wall, he went to Arizona. Bear down, fiance. <laughs> Good choice. I, I, all the time, he's like, like, bear down. And I'm like, yeah. I don't even, like, 
I don't care that much. I don't care that much about my alma mater. I like, really I don't, don't care other than when I meet people from ASU and I'm like, I have to give you crap. But. <laughs> no, I uh, so I danced on ASU dance two first season or a year and uh, I didn't make it back on the team. And so I was like, okay, dance is such an important piece of my life. Let me try to make it onto the Suns. Made it to the final round of Suns and one of 30. And like, oh, cool. Competition dancer. Like, I got this in the bag, which we'll, we'll, we'll loop back to later in uh-huh. our conversations. Um, like, uh, this is going to be an easy, easy shoe-in. Didn't make it onto the team. And I, I inserted myself into, like, the organization as much as I possibly can, could at that time. Made it onto the Suns first season and then didn't make it back. So, moved home and then danced for the Warriors for seven seasons and coached for three. So um, that's kind of my little journey as a dancer. Wow. Oh my gosh. And Serena, what about you? Was not the competition dancer at all. <laughs> Was not a studio dancer at all. Um, honestly, my passion for dance just came from kind of my background being Filipino, Pakistani um, dance and singing and just like at family parties is, was such a big thing. But we didn't really know dance classes. It's not like it wasn't something that they did in the Philippines or Pakistan when my parents came out here. So mm-hmm. I just kind of fell in love with it through like family um, love for like performance. And then in high school, we had um, a song team. So it's kind of like a dance team, but with palms. And I was like, I just want to try out for it. I love dance. Had zero idea what I was doing. And so my best friend used to go to stu- dance um, classes and outside um, in our cul-de-sac, she taught me how to jazz walk and how to do turns. And like, yes! so she's like, you have to audition. You need to know what the hell you're doing. And I was like, okay, that's true. So she kind of like um, taught me and I made the team. And that's kind of where my love for being on dance teams really sparked. Um, then dance, obviously, throughout high school. Um, and then went through a lot of years of trying to audition professionally, you know, four years and eight plus auditions later, really didn't know what I was doing. But then finally made a team, danced in the NFL for the 49ers and then the Seahawks, and then started coaching in the NBA. So it's been a beautiful run um, and have learned a lot through the process, but feel really blessed. I've been able to do something that I'm passionate about. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I'm like, something that you're passionate about that literally came from, like, the root of passion. Like, yes. uh, it's it's uh, that's that's so beautiful. I mean, like. Obviously, everyone's journey with dance um, and relationship with dance is different and unique in its own way. Totally. But um, it, it's we we've talked to a lot of people that either like, oh, I was th- I was thrown into it because my older sister did it, or oh, you know, in my case, I was had way too much energy, was bad at sports, and they were like, oh, you're too tall for gymnastics. Dance, it is, you know. And luckily, <laughs> that like in that sense, dance found me. But I love that you found dance, and that has really fostered. Um, this amazing career and and that's just so beautiful sorry yes. i'm geeking out and i, I want to no, no, dance no. <laughs> and I, I love what you said about practicing in the cul-de-sac because i tell my students <laughs> a lot where i'm like you guys just can't come to class and like let that be the end of like if you because i'll be like what do you want to do like not career-wise i'll be like do you want to learn how to turn do you want to and they're like yeah well, i want to be really flexible i'm like cool well the 10 minutes we work on on our stretching and our lunges will not get you there. Like you also have to do it at home. Oh, a hundred percent. And you have to actually do a lot of it at home, to, <laughs> you know, but I feel you. Gosh, yeah. that's amazing. Well, I want to, let's, let's take it from the top here with, with this, um, this company that you guys have launched, the Cultivate Code. What exactly is the Cultivate Code? 
Yes. So <laughs> it is a dance mentorship program in, at its core um, to cultivate talent and, and cultivate dancers into um, becoming the, the pro athlete that we know that they can be through mindset and through dancing and through all of like the, the skills that it takes to become that pro dancer. Like, uh, like I said earlier, I, I went to son's auditions and I was like, Oh cool. It's a piece of cake. I have the dance skills, but I didn't know that it was being the first person to say hello. It was being out at community events and time management skills and all the things that dancers sometimes don't necessarily think about. It's just like, I love dance and I want to make it onto the team, mm -hmm. but how can you, how can we help build that kind of skill set that's in dance and the expectations that also outside of dance. So um, Sabrina and I have been together for the past decade. Uh, she was my coach on Warriors dance team. And then uh, we coached together um, for three seasons of the Warriors dance teams and we have five dance teams now and um oh and gosh. so we've we've, uh, we've grown together in so many facets and during the pandemic you know sports were out and I have a background in marketing so my marketing stuff was events so events were out and so I I, I called her and I was like mm, I don't I don't know what to do like I I know that I want to teach dancers nutrition and fitness I have my degree in nutrition and I have a backing in fitness so Taylor, I will be at all your classes. Oh, you, a, a woman after my own heart. I'm like, <laughs> I, I love dance, but also this instrument. Let's keep it healthy. Let's keep yes. it going. <laughs> exactly. So it started, um, it started as a nutrition and fitness kind of course of uh, the pro dance lifestyle. And so giving you the lifestyle aspect of it. And then the dancers I was working with, like they just wanted to dance, you know, they're in at home they're in quarantine and they're just like, can we take a dance class? And I was like, okay, let me figure out how it doesn't infringe on what I've learned from being part of the Warriors dance team and what's proprietary to the program that Sabrina had started. And then how do I give these dancers the dancing that they want to do? Fast forward to nine months later, I asked Sabrina to come on as my business partner because I knew that I couldn't do it without her. Um, and we, we worked so well together. And so January of last year, we officially launched the Cultivate Code and we helped, um, we worked with 50 dancers for our first like program. And I want to say uh, 15, 20 of the dancers made it onto some sort of pro or semi-pro oh team. Um, and so we just want to continue to help support dancers in living out their dreams and like believing themselves um, and have the confidence to show up to auditions and know what they're supposed to do and, and give them the resources and tools that we never had. We were just talking yesterday and Sabrina's like, man, I wish this program was around when I was dancing yeah. and like all the knowledge that we have in our heads, like let's just get it out and, and give it to dancers to be, have it be a resource. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. I, sorry. I have to hop in and just say, <laughs> I love, I'm like, uh, beaming because a your mission statement pretty much parallels our mission statement like yeah. <laughs> at, at, at its core we were like huh we wish we knew this like all this information when I was 19 instead of you know a lot of things in the professional dance world you kind of just have to throw yourself into and it's yeah. I don't want to say crash and burn hopefully you arrive and thrive but um it's it, it's just passing that information and having I know Alex and I both teach um on a variety of levels from uh more recreational to a university level. And 
it's beautiful to see the transition, not only as dancers, but as people, um, how dance really shapes. There's so many um, applicable life skills. It's more than just dance moves, right? It's learning how to be a good person, learning how to become emotionally intelligent, learning how to be on time, learning how to um, combine your left and your right brain. So I'm just like, I'm literally have chills after, you know, your, your elevator pitch there. Cause I'm like, yes, we agree. Yes. <laughs> I, I really want to talk about um, like specific specifics about what you guys look for, I guess in auditions. But before we do that logistically with the business, how did you reach out to people besides social media, but reach out to people and be like, Hey, we have this new program. Did you reach out? Do you use your warriors connections and things like that? Like, how do you even go about that? Cause I find that to be the hardest thing. Cause sometimes you're just like, okay, we have this amazing thing for you, but how do you get it? Come you, and get it. How do you, yeah. How do you reach the people you want? Here we are. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you see me? Right. <laughs> I know. Um, so it, it's been an interesting evolution. Um, we have been super mindful of not utilizing the warrior's name and brand to market ourselves. So like when you go to our website, when you go to any, like our Instagram, it has no, you would never know that we are one of the coaches of the, the Warriors dance team. Yeah, so know. we say we're, we're NBA coaches um, because that is the truth, but really it's, it's not, it's not about us. It's about dancers and, and them growing and becoming their best selves. And so it was, it, it started as like, Hey, I'm, I'm offering a, a pro dance lifestyle boot camp type situation and it started with a, a group of like, my goal was 15 dancers. And so we, I did two rounds of that. And then they're like, let me dance. So then it started just um, naturally just evolving from there. And I, I think like the amazing thing about the pandemic is that it allowed dancers to be able to have a way to have a dance outlet through ways that they've never had before through zoom and be able to take with some of their favorite coach or teachers and choreographers that literally they would never be able to, to learn from if it weren't for, um, the pandemic. And so it kind of just blossomed naturally and, and dancers wanted to learn and grow and, and they were sitting at home. And so I think that the only thing that it started was social media. And then I just been really diving deep into like, how can we get in front of more dancers and, uh, you know, trying different marketing tactics um, from like my marketing world. And, and it's just been all organic. That's amazing. And Sabrina, I was going to ask you, what do you feel like, I know you guys were inspired to do this, but what did you feel like was missing from this pro dancer lifestyle? Like what did those dancers need? What was there a lack of that you said, okay, I can fill this gap for them. Oh yeah. I love that you asked that question. I think it kind of goes with what Taylor just said, like crash and burn. Like that is kind of the dance industry and, and there's just so much talent, you know, out there. And so I think, the missing thing was the fact that I, I understand that the brand from a brand perspective, um, as a coach, you're dealing with hundreds of dancers that come in out and audition. And after you pick your team and then what happens to those dancers that don't make it, how do you guide those dancers? I was one of those dancers. Literally I had, I was wearing a Tweety bird sports bra. I walk in, um, and I'm which, which I'd be like, I'd hire that person. Yeah. yeah I'd be like, I like her. I she likes that. cartoons. Great. Down pick her. But when you're walking to audition and everyone's glammed out and you're, you know, I love Tweety Bird and I like to be kind of like a little different. You have to step into the shoes of wanting to be 
a team, right? And I definitely did not have that look. And so I think it was more like, because we didn't get guidance, how can we guide that next generation? So they have a plan to put in place, because if you don't have a plan that, that you have in place, you almost feel like you're not able to reach your goal because you're like, how do I, you're floundering? How do I even get there? And so I think that was part of the goal. Secondly, coaching for so long, it's about family. Mm-hmm. You are affecting lives. You're affecting lives. The pro dance world has changed so much in the last few years alone, but in the past, from the, from when I started to now. And so how do you start to infuse those things? Yes. Being professional time management, but mindset and understanding that you're going to walk onto a team. You need to work on, like you said, self work, right? Mm-hmm. You need to do self work. So when you are with all these amazing athletes who are beautiful and talented, you don't feel like you're getting lost in the shuffle. You're able to rise to the occasion and help your sister or brother out to rise as well. And so it's having that mindset and teaching them. It's not a competition. It's a competition with yourself, but it's not a competition mm-hmm. with others. And we've learned that through doing this in one year, we've had dancers that made our squad, not because of us, the judges had no idea, but it's also already beautifully affected the shift that we are seeing within our own squad because you're starting with this talent so much sooner than before they make a team. So it's it's mindset and creating like a family and um, atmosphere for these dancers to thrive before they even make a team. Mindset is my favorite word. <laughs> Me too. It's, it's true though, because I feel like being a, a pro dancer, obviously we establish it's not about doing the steps, but you have to have a mindset that means, okay, this starts from when I wake up and I'm getting ready and I'm putting makeup on and I'm looking presentable. I get my hair ready to go. My outfits are planned. That's as big of a part of it as also doing the work. And then doing the choreography and staying positive and making sure you're listening and helping your teammates. Like there's so much more to it than everything else. I mean, uh, and kudos to you guys for even, you know, starting something from the ground up, even with all the experience that you've had, it's still just a lot and it like to put yourself out there and it's, it can be really scary. Absolutely. It's, it's one of those things that I think uh, it, the, the guidebook the dancing is one tiny component of getting hired on a dance team, on a gig, on an audition. I know I've been behind uh, the casting table and it's like, I notice the second you walk in, what's your energy? What are you, where's your eye contact? What do your materials look like? Are they printed? Are they crinkled up? Are they in a nice folder? Like uh, presentation, which all comes from uh, not in a uh, visceral level of like, I'm here and I'm ready and I'm going to, but it comes from that deeper um uh, I guess mindset again is where that comes to mind of you're up, you're ready, you're prepared. You're walking into a situation that you're confident and that confidence comes from an authentic place and not like, I'm just, uh, throwing, you know, uh, last minute sparkles or lipstick or whatever on just to be like, yeah, I got this. It's like, Oh no, you're polished. You're ready. And, and yeah, coming from that place of, of preparedness, I think is beautiful. So I'm, I'm curious, talk me through maybe like um, part of your curriculum or um, a certain section or exercise that you guys would do in um, one of your trainings. Yeah, so our signature process that um, if you are in the NFL, NBA dance world, I, I like to say that like not to toot our own horn, but that the Warriors dance team is regarded as a pretty up there, like high level 
dance team. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily we have a very great basketball team supporting us now, but that wasn't always the case. Right. And so like we have a very like polished look mm-hmm. and what's proprietary around that is like our signature process of learn clean set. And that is a program that we'll be launching, relaunching in February. And you can't like many dancers just, um, take a dance class and then they let it forget it and they just go take another dance class so for us we we kind of walk you through the process of what it takes to actually be prepped and ready to perform on court or on a field through that process so you learn a routine so any given routine that is you see on the field at least with us or on the court takes 10 hours so you learn it you clean it so we go through every single movement every single arm placement so like if your cinnamon rolls are up and you're like, they're supposed to be your little cinnies are supposed to be facing the front, like, yes. and your big cinnamon rolls are up top. Like you are, that is wrong. You know, no, I'm hungry, so, but continue. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Um, and so like we, we go through every single individual movement of the entire routine, the levels, the body angles. And so like, it's not just performing that dance and doing whatever you want. It's how can you take your individuality as a dancer show up as yourself, but also look like a cohesive unit that is then going to dance on the court. So then we take them through the set process in person. Um, we put you in formation because not only then do you have to be able to perform, you might reverse things, but then you also have to move the entire routine. And depending on your choreographer, not calling out Shannon Perez, but she makes you go across the entire court the entire time. And so you you have to have the stamina you have to have the uh, ability to move in four counts five boxes over and so we 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 emulate what it actually takes to go through that process mm. of learning two routines and then cleaning them and setting them in per month so that is kind of what our 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 baby of a program is that that really encompasses our, our signature process of learn clean set um yeah that's amazing. And people never <laughs> understand how hard palm is stamina wise. Like it, like you're like, Oh, I, I got stamina. And then you put palms in your hands and you're doing sharp movements where you're engaging your lats every five mm-hmm. seconds. And remember, yeah, the mini cinnamon rolls, the big cinnamon rolls. Like I remember our, my dance team in high school, we had this one move where we like set our hands here. We like took it back and we had a thir- like three hour conversation on like what our handshape was, how, like what the size of, I the, love it. of the bike bar. Like, <laughs> we're like, okay. We're well, it's bear claws on a bike bar. How big is like, we literally would go, go and we thought it was normal. This would be at like 6am practice on Fridays. Like before yeah. school, mm-hmm. we'd be like, yeah, what's the size of like, we were, is it a mountain bike? Is it a beach cruiser? <laughs> yeah. but to what extent? Where's the, where's the bear? Is it a polar bear? Is it a panda bear? But you can tell the difference. Like I think, and that's why you won. Think about like, college, college uh, dance team, like Ohio State. Every person on that floor knows exactly where everything is, and you can tell when teams don't aren't aren't like like they don't have that mindset where everybody's been trained to know mini cinnamon rolls or big cinnamon rolls. Like it's so important. I like that is amazing groundwork, almost making like a mock process, but keeping it at like that same level. Well, and going back to what I was saying earlier about um, it's combining both the left and the right brain. I, I will fight anyone that says you can't count anything. I love counts. (laughs) 
I love formations. I love even numbers. There is math. For someone that hates math, I will, Anna, one, uh, two, uh, four, seven, nine. Like, I will count it. There is a way to codify it. However, you can't look like a robot when you do it. You can't. And uh, so finding that cleanliness, which I think obviously everybody wants on a uh, professional dance, like a, a pro sports dance team. You don't want robots. You want fun. You want energy. You want to yeah. hype up the crowd. So how can you look pristine, but also look fun and energetic and exciting. And that's a really hard skill. I think for young dancers to learn both in regards to um, NFL, NBA teams, or just dance in general, being clean, being a team, being a unit, relying on each other, but also not looking sterile. hundred percent. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want them to lose their personality. It's like you want to be clean so the pictures and you're doing justice to the choreography and the fan base can go, oh, wow, this is uh, like they can feel your energy versus going, what is happening? There's like 20 dancers doing kind of the same movement. It's like it's together, it's put together, but then you have all these personalities still shining bright based on who they are. It's just in unison. So I feel you. And I like counts too. You have no idea. I, like people are like, it's on the lyric, ooh, ah, and I'm like, that's and six. But like, don't want to be that annoying person, but like, totally am. I, it's, it. I just say it under my breath. I'm with uh, you, Taylor. I'm with you. Thank you. I thank you. Uh, Sabrina, I want to know just from your personal experience, what were maybe some unexpected challenges that you came across in your time um, working as a dancer and even now, what were some unexpected challenges that came across that maybe you, that were a lot harder than you thought they would be? And then I have another like dual question. Alex with the 49 part question. I want to know if what the dynamic is between like the NBA, uh, the sports team. I don't, how do I phrase this? Because I feel like the, the relationship, the, the relationship between the players and the dancers mm. and the maybe not the players or I guess the organization and the dancers like that. Got it. Yeah. Um, difficult. I'm trying to think back when I danced, I think I would say, um, and I think it's still there. I think professional dance, people don't realize how much they're athletes. They look at specifically pro dance too, just because it's, it has that age or like the palms and you're at the men are playing sports and these women, mm-hmm. like they don't right. take it seriously. And these women are athletes, yes. period. They are learning. They're using their brain to learn choreography, to clean choreography. They're out there and um, they are like hitting levels. They're a minute routine. Like the energy you're expending is it's, crazy right so I think that's always been something that I feel like pro dance has always had to combat or like go hey these women are smart I dance with you know pilots that were um in the navy I've danced with doctors dentists lawyers people that are starting businesses and these people are well-rounded you know and so I think it's like combating that stereotype has always been something we've had to do since the very Mm -hmm. beginning of time I think it is shifting I definitely think it's shifting with social media, you know, I feel really happy with our brand that they allow us to talk about not just dance and the background of our dancers, but things that matter, women empowerment, pride, black history month, like we are allowed to really use our voices. Um, Coming up for black history month, we're doing some beautiful pieces. Like we have the MLK speech, like 
filtered in through the music yes. of our routine. And it's like, we brought in this amazing choreographer that got to talk about stepping and the background of how it came from the black community. So it's like, we're able to like now use our voice to really talk about dance being a true art form and these being athletes. So I think that sh- um, have shifted, but it definitely is something that's still kind of in the background of needing to educate people that pro dance is so much more than a pretty face and a good out cute glittery outfit that they're professional and they're dancers. Um, when it comes to our brand, um, I feel really lucky working for the organization I, I work with. Um, I've been able to work for different organizations in the NBA. Um, and I would say this specific organization, and I think it's also just like from the top down, right? Like yeah. our basketball team, they want the best players out there. They want the best coaches. Um, they pick our players based on who they are as people. And that's kind of the mindset that we are with all of our teams as well. Um, and they want to be the best. Our organization wants to be the best. They want to be the first. We have a senior dance team that is off the hook. They Let's like, go. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, like, I cannot wait to be on our senior dance team. Like, five years and older. Yeah. Five years and older. That's like, amazing. They are cranking all the time. They're like, how do I get better? What else do I need to do? Like, thriving. It probably like yeah. is life changing for them. Like I always say, I'm like I'm gonna peak, at, peak at 60 years old. But even mm-hmm. like in from a dance studio background, like at my studio, we used to have like a, a senior tap dance, and those women were there every single Thursday, performed every recital, or yep. for like Friday morning ballet class, they were there every week. And like it's like that sense of okay, I I'm I've hit a different part of my life now and I'm still passionate about these things mm-hmm. and, it, and like it, it brings excitement again oh absolutely they're like pure joy when they're out there and it, it ignites something in you like it doesn't matter your age if you're passionate about something you need to go do it yeah you hit so many so many things and I really relate it makes me like so a uh, very emotional I really relate to you know just wanting everybody to understand how hard dancers work and, and, and in our full 360 of dancers and all the different pockets we have, whether it's pro dance, whether it's concert dance, whatever it is, I get so annoyed when like, I hear other people, like, for example, I was talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about euphoria and they like got to the season finale and they were like, yeah, but I skipped through that last dance part. So I just didn't feel like watching it. And I was like, Oh my God, knife in the gut. Like even that, and it was, it was just like movement. It was just movement, but it was really beautiful. And I'm like, why would you, like my brain doesn't compute why, why you would skip through that. And so, and it's, I feel this, especially with all of my friends doing pro dance, I just want them to be appreciated by everybody and realize that if they weren't there, the games would be way less exciting. Mm -hmm. They are part of the team just as much as the players are. And I want to like scream it, but that's not how you get through to people and how you get through to people is doing what you do and and implementing the importance through the art form, where it comes from and showing that to people. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to echo that, Alex. If it's not... If, if it's not for the experience, you're watching it on TV, you're look you're updating your Google app, you're, you know, and so like, I don't care if you're the, the most gung ho sports fan ever. Part of the reason you fell in love with it was the, the Disneyland magic that you felt maybe when you went to a game, which is contributed to by the team, by the experience, by the, the, the dancers that's it's, it's more than just a sports game. And yeah. it gets frustrating that, um, uh, as from an outside perspective, 
you, you you can see all of this focus, all this shift, all this funding being siphoned into the actual players and sports on the game. When in reality, it's it's so much more than that. And it's it's it, I I'm so happy to hear that um, the organization, the 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 Warriors, it, it feels equally represented and it feels like you guys are empowered and it doesn't feel that it, it feels like that obstacle has been overcome then that you're getting that support. Yeah, we are definitely getting that support. It's like the pandemic is an exact exact um, example of that support. Like team shut down. Um, we did not. They funded right. us to do videos and not just like let's video a dance, like literally like scenes, like production. Like so we were alive during the pandemic. Yes, we were practicing virtually then right. testing and then doing like a 16 hour shoot. But I think that's like they believe in the art form in all ages. We have kids like to seniors, right? And so I, again, like I feel really blessed that they are, they understand the importance of entertainment as a whole yes. Um, yes. in sports. In the world of Cultivate Code, what is your outreach? How do you, I know um, Alex kind of mentioned earlier as far as you getting your feet off the ground, just by starting with that group of, of 15 dancers. But now beyond yeah. that, um, like, is it, for example, Alex was on an incredible dance team, uh, incredible high school dance team. Is that something that you reach out to those dancers and those individual programs? Or what is what is your target audience and how do you reach them? I guess would have yeah. been a, a much more concise way of yeah, me yeah, wording yeah, that yeah. question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Our, our tar- target audience are, is really dancers. I like, we have some girls who like start following us and I'm, I'm honestly like I'm in the DMS. Someone follows them. I'm like, Hey, welcome to the community. Amazing. We're so excited to have you here. Like, what are your dance goals? Like, what are you wanting to do? So that way we can kind of carve that path of figuring out what's the right fit for them. Um, we, but this year we have a plan of having three different programs. And so meeting dancers where they're at learn clean set is kind of like the middle tier but how can we how can we support the dancers who are like, hey, I need to know some of the, like the basics, the basics like oh. your box and your corner and yes. like getting ready for that piece. Um, and so, I like our our core demographic I would say right now for for learn clean set is that aspiring dancer who's who's ready to be on a team in like the next year or two like they're, gotcha. they're mentally ready and they're they're prepared to put in the work that it takes to make it onto that team and also have the um to will, willing to put like the sacrifice that it takes mm-hmm. to be on a dance team um this week like there's four games in one week plus there's practices right and so that's <laughs> but that is like a typical NBA schedule of like anywhere between zero to four games in one week and anywhere between one to three practices. That's right. Because basketball is so different than 40, 41 home games, not including pre and post season. And so like for NBA, that's why we like go heavily into the lifestyle and the time management piece. Because if you don't, if you are unable to like these dancers either go to school full time or they work full time when they're on a team. Um, And so how do you juggle all of the things you really have to be good at your time management skills. And like, like you were saying earlier, Alex, like you have to put in work outside of practice and so you're you're dedicating 10 hours for one routine, but depending on the dancer that you are, and we we talk about this a lot in our in our program of like figuring out how you show up best, how you learn, how you practice. Like Sabrina and I are two very different dancers and we're going to practice very differently. And how do we how do we know figure out who we are 
it's through going through programs, being coached, being mentored. So then you can show up and say like, Hey, I actually like, I take a really long time to learn. So I'm going to have to like mm-hmm. take it home, gel on it and and practice it like for three hours before I can even show up for mm-hmm. Queens. So I know that it's in my body versus a different dancer. Who's like, Hey, my brain just like works for learning and I'm good to go for like a half an hour of practicing right prior. Right. But everyone has different things that they have to work on. And so figuring out who you are as a dancer and how you show up is like one of the most important things to figure out before you make it onto the court, right? Like Tom Brady doesn't just doesn't show up and he's like, cool, like I'm here and I didn't like do anything. You have you are the athlete. You are the athlete. You have to figure out who you are, how you show up and what you need to work on to be your your best self. Yeah. Because you like you're making it onto a pro dance team. So the expectation is that you are that professional already. Mm -hmm. Not like you're gonna figure it out along the way. Because there is so much that you do have to figure out. Um still while you're in it but like the more that you can do up front is mm-hmm. like the most important sorry that went on like a no. really big rabbit it's okay <laughs> um i was gonna ask you what is your advice i know you had said earlier that you had made the sun's team and then mm-hmm. not the next year so mm-hmm. what is your advice for any dancers that come to you and say i tried out um didn't make it this first time so what's your process with them to make sure that they don't lose that confidence and they realize that it can be not solvable but they can get onto the team they want to right um and i think somebody mentioned this earlier of like our why is is that you you audition for a team and like 9 times out of 10 you're not going to get feedback and so you're not oh, going to know yeah. what you did wrong to to not make it onto the team like we have dancers from every single stage who will email us and say like, Hey, what, what can I do differently? And we're, we're looking at anywhere between like two to 300 dancers in, in a very small amount of time. And so to remember everyone is not like feasible. We have our notes and so we can give them general feedback, but that being able to have the cultivate code allows us to be able to give dancers that personal feedback. Like we are, on these calls and we're giving them the the challenge and the the feedback of like hey you need to get lower you need to open your stance more you need to hit this harder you actually need to work on your facials or you need to work on your presence and your your confidence like there's so many different things that they need to work on um and so the first thing i'm like hey do have you received any feedback from the auditions that you've done most likely not okay what do you think that you need to work on to show up as your best self like putting it back on them of like have you done that reflection of who am I? How do I show up? Have you done your research? Do you know what the team is that you're auditioning for? Like what their style is? Is it the right fit for you? Or are you just wanting to go to your hometown team and you don't want to go out to different teams to, that are going to be the right fit for you? So like, I ask them, like, are you open That's to different teams? Like, are you wanting, like, do you want to just stay in Atlanta and you want to just show up for NFL and NBA in Atlanta? Or are you open to, you know, Miami or New York or, Oklahoma right like how how can you best like if this is your dream and you're wanting to audition for an NBA or NFL team because that's like your ultimate goal like you have to be willing to do anything and everything to do that and so if you're willing to do that then you're in the right place and let's like let's get you there it's probably I don't like when I'm talking to dancers I don't know their dance skill set right so that is like one of the Mm. biggest challenges is like unless I can creep and find a video of them dancing I don't know what like 
I'm the ultimate stalker. I will be the first one to say I'm <laughs> great at it. But like, unless I can see a dance video, I can't tell them, hey, like this is what you're what you're doing. And so we've we've created a, a, a Facebook community where dancers can throw their videos in the in the community, and they can get feedback from their peers and like from us if we're able to pop it in. And so being able to um, guide them into the best decision for them of like, where do we want you to focus? And then how can we get you there? And everyone's on a completely different path. I can imagine too, they probably, they may not have been like filming themselves before. So let's say you go to an audition and probably before that they weren't in the studio being like, okay, I'm going to film myself doing everything. But now you have this accountability that you all have created Mm -hmm. and that you get so much better in those moments of, of recording yourself, watching it back and being like, oh, I totally see what they're saying. Like, and it's completely different. So I can watch film, you know? Yes. I was just going to say, they're scared to watch film. They are. And and you, we force, not force them, but because we (laughs) keep them accountable, like they do. And they're like, oh, now I see. Cause it's your, your own mind needs to see. We can only say things so direct and in a like loving direct way, but you, you're, it has to click in your own personal mind and make that change. Absolutely. And I think uh, there's a, a component of that. People are scared to watch themselves in it when it comes to any sort of um, expressions, any sort of vulnerability, obviously uh, when uh, a football team watches their, their tapes back, they're watching, there's so many things out of their control. What's the other team doing? Where'd the ball go? What were the conditions? But when you're watching yourself perform, you're like, that yeah. was all. And, I I encourage anyone that's listening, get comfortable being uncomfortable, get comfortable not being perfect and get comfortable knowing that you don't need to be perfect right now. Let me tell you, Alex and I probably, this is, we're creaming up around 60 episodes. I would say it took about 25 episodes before we weren't (laughs) like full cringe every time we heard our voice. Oh yeah. That first episode is like a yeah, it's 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 going to go in the Hall of Fame of well, we didn't know what we were doing, but we put ourselves out there, yeah. and we're okay with it. Um, and I think that's oh, yeah. something you know when you finish recording something, or even uh, you'll be performing, and you're like, oh my god, that was so bad, I don't even want to watch it. It's like watch it because get like just get over that fear and know that it's just you and you and you know obviously I think it's amazing you have this resource that it once you feel confident with that and feel comfortable that you're like I feel pretty good then you can reach out to a next level of accountability and peer feedback um, because they might notice something that you didn't notice it's kind of like you know you don't let your mom choose your headshots because she's going to love everyone so (laughs) so having that honest feedback first with yourself and then feeling confident enough to reach out and use other eyes, I think is so yeah. important, but sometimes the hardest it, part is us. <laughs> yeah. I love and it, it can, oh it, the only thing is that it can, it can be scary, like soliciting feedback from peers that you might not know. Oh, totally. Um, and, 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 you know, I think that some dancers we've, we've talked about this of like, it can be, we're, we're, we're very direct, but like we, we were direct, like, dancers receive such constructive criticism all the time, right? Like that is like in our core, we're told everything that we're done is done wrong for our entire lives as being dancers. But we are, our goal is to help you get to where you want to go without having to like go through that on a team. And so like our, our, our community is a, is a safe space for you to show up and to grow and learn as best as you possibly can. So like, why not put in the work 
when we're here on your team to be able to help mm. you grow and learn versus when you're just expected to show up when you're on the team and it's either you sink or swim. And so like the, the great thing about this community is now, like now dancers are able to go to auditions and have friends that they have met through TCC and they feel more comfortable in, in showing up as their best self or saying like, Hey, can you give me feedback on how that audition audition just went? Or like, what, what should I have done differently? And you bounce ideas off in it. Mm-hmm. And then like Sabrina said earlier, it's no longer this competition of like elbows out and like every woman for themselves or and every man for themselves. It's, Hey, we're, we're going through this together and we're supporting each other on this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we, we feel that same way as well as the mentors and coaches is that we are on your team and we're here to, for you to become the best version of you. Yes. Um, so you guys have so many different workshops that you offer as well as challenges. So what's your most recent one coming up on the 15th, uh, called LCS. If you can kind of break that down for what people can expect. Go ahead, Mira. Do you want to talk about? She likes talking. Well, well, we know. I've already talked so much. LCS, learn clean set. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll I'll go go real quick because I'm super excited about it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I I think, and we're both really excited about it. I think learn clean set is it's a spinoff of what we're already doing. You know, but what we what Amira had mentioned is everyone's coming from a different starting point, Mm -hmm. and so what we're doing is kind of resetting it. And giving everybody the basic knowledge so that they can show up into what we are doing live and in person when they're being coached by us. And they have a, a, a toolbox that they can pull from that, that they already know. So we're not reteaching all the basics like pillow or here's musicality or things like that. So we're, we're going to do it in a, um, we're going to record everything and basically do like an online um how do you explain it, Mary? You self-paced. Like, yeah. Self-paced, so it's yeah. going to be a Great. self-paced, mm. like six-week course that because we, so currently we have a monthly program where dancers come in, which is, it's also called LCS. So it's going to get revamped a little bit, but it's, they learn two routines, they clean two routines and then they set it. And we're, we're continuously, we have new dancers coming in every single month. And so some dancers have been with us for a year. Some dancers, this is their first month. And so we're, we're going back to the basics every single time of, Hey, this is your corner when we're going through the Queens primarily, but then also how do you show up as that, um, that professional pro when you're learning and what should you be looking for when you're learning from a choreographer? And so a lot of the fundamentals are, um, consistent through and through. And so this revamp is going to be a self-study pace course that they can, that dancers can do it at their own time and be able to have that knowledge that they can revert back to. And then after they go through the six week course, they'll be able to go back into live in-person LCS, like kind of standard of learning two routines, cleaning two routines, setting it that way, everyone has the foundation that they need and they can always refer back to it. And so it's, it's, it is, um, it is just something that we, we felt like it was missing in the industry of Mm -hmm. what does it actually take to learn and show up with like a learning mindset and how to be able to take that constructive criticism and and know that your coach or your mentor is on your side and it's nothing about you. It's just how you can just improve to be better. And so all of that will be every, like, it's basically our big, a big brainchild of ours. And so we're, we're taking everything in our brain and we're throwing it into this course to then be able to reach more dancers because we're, we're based on the West coast. We have maybe a few 
we have a girl who's in like French Polynesia and we have a few like New York girls. Mm. And so like they, 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 they're dedicated, right? So they're showing up at odd hours, but how can we alleviate that barrier a little bit and help them be able to have um, access to this course and the resources at any time that works within their schedule? Oh my gosh, so many brilliant things just now. I'm like, can I take it? Yeah. <laughs> For real. And I love the yes. name too. I love, love Learn Clean Set because it is such a part of the language that everybody just needs to get used to. And it kind of like simplifies it and makes it digestible where like it's broken up into parts. You know what each thing is going to be requiring of you. It's amazing. Yeah, that's that's so exciting. And I'm I'm so thrilled for you guys um, to see where this continues to grow and develop into because um, it sounds like obviously we have a mutual passion for for the core <laughs> of of why we do it. And um, I'm so happy that you're helping codify the what and you're making it more streamlined and um, hopefully will lead to success and uh, several dancers um, so I can't wait to check back in with you guys. We'll have to do like a follow-up here yes. in like six months yes. Uh, yes. And, and see how things have, love that. have grown and developed. But um, what's the best way for our listeners to keep up with you? Whether it be, I know you said you are hot on those DMs, Amira. So <laughs> what is the Instagram? Um, we'll have it listed below, uh, but for our, yes. our audible hearers, listeners. <laughs> yes. Um, so at the Cultivate Code, and then um, we have our Facebook page linked in the in the bio of our Instagram, or you can find it on our website. So and your website's so easy to, sorry. Oh my God. I just to spoke over you describe doing That's the okay. URL, uh, but the <laughs> um, website's so good. Like I looked through, oh, I was like, aw. I knew I was oh able to see everything that I needed. Oh, thank you. It is very bare bones right now. It's a work in progress. Um, but we actually filmed a video this past year as like one of our offerings. And that's like right when you see it. And it, it just like encapsulates like the, the power and passion that dancers can have. And, and we, we, we learned so much through videos with, um, you know, our NBA team. And so we felt like super passionate about it because it, it was exciting for us to be able to have like a different way to show up as, as dancers and as creatives. And so we, we brought that to our, um, our TCC family and it, it turned out really great. So it's the, that's the opening thing for the website is um, the hard work that they put the, the team put in. And I need to shout out Amira because she actually put together the website. Oh. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the tech lady. I'm the, the DM lady. She so. wears many hats, y'all. She many does. Hats. I'm, I'm just yeah. a <laughs> mentor, like lovey-dovey lady. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love well, it. Amira, Sabrina, we can't thank you enough for your time today. Um, it's been an absolute joy getting to meet you both. Um, hopefully, I'll be seeing you soon, um, Amira, at, with you as our newest Las Vegas local. And uh, Sabrina, yes. If you guys are in town, please, I would love to grab coffee um, or hop in a dance class. So awesome. thank you again so very much. Um, and we can't wait to share this episode and all of your knowledge with our listeners. So we appreciate you. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you.